1 through 8 at least. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. So we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks. First we say we're commanded to abide in Christ, um, and as a result we will bear fruit. All right, so it's not an option. We are going to bear fruit if we are abiding in him. And then second, we're meant to bear good fruit. All right, and there's a difference between good fruit, bad fruit, and then good, better, best. You know, and our goal is to be bearing the best fruit that we can um, through the Holy Spirit. So third, we are to bear much fruit. All right, we are to be bearing as much fruit as possible. Um, our lives are to be overflowing with the fruit of the Spirit. Um, notice, and we'll talk about that in just a minute, but um, it's the, it is singular fruit there. Um, and so as we are engaged in um, our daily lives and what we would consider working in God's kingdom in this present day, um, as God guides us and directs us, as the Holy Spirit leads us, um, we are to be working to the best of our ability, utilizing the strengths and talents and all that he has in, put in us um, with maximum effort to produce disciples or to get out the name, to sow seed. Well, maybe we should just leave it at that. You know, Pastor talked this morning about, you know, it's not always fun with the sowing, but, you know, we are commanded to sow. Some water, some reap, and if you can do some of both or all, you know, that's great. Um, but we are to constantly be sowing the seed, sowing Christ. Um, in our lives. So Galatians 5, um, 22 and 23, I'm sure many of you are really familiar with this, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. But notice it's, it's singular fruit, right? Normally we look at it and we think it's all kinds or multiplicities of fruit here, but it, it just says fruit. So why does Paul say fruit and not fruits? What are some thoughts? Because all of these things are offshoots of the Spirit. All right, all of them are offshoots of the Spirit. Lynn, it's good to have you here this morning. I didn't see you come in. Is everything health-wise going well? Good. Good. All right, any other thoughts? He's talking about a particular kind. What's that? particular kind he's talking about. There's not one specific particular kind? Is that what you're saying, Matthew? Okay, okay, so a particular kind of fruit. Yep, John? Well, you go to the fruit stand. They have different fruits there, so it's all fruit. All right. Yeah. So kind of more of a general, it's fruit in general, and then you can, there's different fruits available at the, the stand there. I don't know if it's right, but the way that I'm thinking about it is, like, a particular tree can only yield a particular kind of fruit. It can't yield 
you know, an apple tree is not going to grow up right. just so, like we all have our strengths and talents that God gave us, and mm-hmm. everybody can't do everything. Okay, and, and that's a good, that is true, um, and we will see in a minute there are some strengths that some have that others don't and whatever um, as well. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, if you have love for someone and you'll have joy in their life, you'll be patient with them. Um, if you have peace, um, you'll be able to suffer through things, you know, have patience during trials. So I kind of feel like they work together as one. Maybe All that's right. why it's singular. Yeah. Good, Lavina. <coughs> Anybody else have a thought? Different qualities. Good thoughts. All right, different qualities. Yep. I think you also have to look at the negative. Like, if you're not patient or if you don't have self-control, you're not really producing the fruit of the Spirit. So you can't be like, I have joy, that's the fruit of the Spirit, so I'm doing pretty good. If you don't have the rest of the fruit of the Spirit, it's a package deal. Okay, so, yeah, more of a package deal. Good. It's like fruit. Fruit has different parts to it, but each part can't be by itself. Okay, so different parts of the fruit, it still makes up a whole, so you can't just take bits and pieces out and say that's the fruit. All righty. All right, so the actual, the Greek word for fruit, um, or what's translated fruit, you know, it is fruit of the trees, vines, fields, or whatever, the fruit of one's loins, you know, our children, we could call them our fruit. But I really think it'd be number two here, that which originates or comes from something, an effect or a result. All right, so hopefully that might clarify it a little bit more for you. So it's the, the, it's the fruit of the Spirit. It's really the effect of the, the Spirit, the result of the Spirit idea. So if, we are, if we're abiding in Christ and we're going to have the Spirit within us, the effect of that, the result of that, is going to be seen in a multiplicity of ways, okay? And so we call that, you know, the fruit, and, um, but it's really the result. It's the effect of having the Spirit within us. So when we receive the life that the Holy Spirit gives to us, you know, we get all of the Holy Spirit, don't we? You know, it's not like you get a little bit today and next year, and, you know, you, the more Bible you read, you get more Spirit. No, you're indwelt with the Spirit when you put your faith and trust in Christ. You know, all of His traits become our traits. Now, as um, Jessica said a minute ago, we, we have different strengths and abilities. And sometimes, you know, one of these might be more evident in our lives than others. But it can't be like Isaac said where... Well, I have joy, but, I, you know, I'm, I have no self-control. I have no patience. I say that wrong, didn't I? Um, Jacob. Isaiah. Isaiah. Oh. Man. I'm bad. Anyway, sorry. Um, but, you know, we can't just say we have one characteristic and then not the others and still claim, you know, to, to have the fruit of the Spirit here. Um, so he doesn't give them to us bit by bit. We receive all of the Spirit and all those attributes at once, but now then it's a maturing process of them growing within us and learning to come out. So why do we struggle with producing fruit like we should? All right, not being obedient. Debbie? Just our nature. All right, our sin nature. But if you know you have fruits, you're going to cultivate it, make sure it's all taken care of. 
Okay. We we need to stay in the scripture and make sure that we're cultivating <laughs> it. All right. Keep in step with the spirit. So really kind of that idea, those of you that are military, that keeping in step with the formation and really just kind of following and um, following his lead. Good, Clint. Paul, right before this, uh, he's warning us not to continue to follow in the works of the flesh. So there still is a flesh sin nature about us that we have to combat. And we do that through the Holy Spirit. All right. Good. Jeremy, you know, we have this idea that we still have sin nature, we have the spirit, but it's a constant struggle. Um, How much of us do we allow to control us? How much of the spirit do we allow to control us? And working through that, you know, and and it's, you know, you know, Paul is so transparent um, with you know, with his readers and with us when he says, you know, the things that I would, you know, the things that I, I know I should be doing, I don't do them like I should. But then the things that I shouldn't be doing, you know, he said, he said often those are what I do. And he just said, you know, there's this terrible struggle within me because I know what I should do, but I fail. And then the things I know I shouldn't do, I end up doing them. And then I feel guilty and terrible. The Holy Spirit convicts me. So it's this constant battle back and forth. And so our goal is to strive to allow the Holy Spirit to have more control in our lives. And he gains that control by what Dennis said, by the the more scripture that we know, the more that we're um, abiding with him, or as Clint said, in step with him, then the easier it is to be doing the right thing, be doing the things that scripture teaches us to do. And as a result, the effect, the result, the fruit of that is going to be um, emulating of things of the Spirit and things of the Holy Spirit there. So we still choose to allow the Holy Spirit to work in us. You know, he's not going to, you know, in, in some, at some points and at some time, you know, yes, you know, he is going to have his way. Um, but in general, you know... We have to be open to that. Um, we have to be wanting and desiring him to teach us and to guide us and to implement into our lives. Because, you know, let's face it, we can refuse to do what the Spirit prompts us to do. Um, I think we've all been there. You know, and there, it's not pleasant memories, <laughs> probably. Um, but when we do, you know, we, we are chastened. We are convicted. You know, and there are times that, you know, for whatever reason, you know, we feel led to do something and whether we're busy or we don't feel comfortable or it's out of our shell, you know, what, and we just ignore it. And then later, you know, we realize, man, I I just blew it. You know, I really feel like that, you know, the Holy Spirit was really guiding me to do that and I didn't do it. You know, and sometimes we can circle back and, and still do it. And other times the opportunity is gone and, and we just can't. Um, and so we, hopefully you're, you're learning from that, and so you can proceed with that. So what about the unfruitful? Back in John 15, he talks about the unfruitful branches. Oh, 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 oh,
All right? So every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. All right? So where is, where is Jesus going with this? Um, this idea that he takes away or casts away. What are we to make of Jesus' teaching here? Okay, the final judgment. You know, do you think there's, you know, um, here and not yet in that verse, or is it all future? Okay. You know, there's some, what? It's a here and not yet. Here and not yet? I can't see your walk. I mean, if you're thrown away, you're, you're shut off from whatever. Pruned, cut yeah. from your your life's gonna show that. Okay. Alrighty. Any other thoughts? I, I it's a, it's a heavy thought. You, you have to differentiate between the pruning and being cut off. Yeah, and that's just let's focus on the first part there. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away or casts away. Does anybody else have something different in your translation? Takes away, cast away. Does anybody have say thrown away? Do what? All right, is that the first part or the the last part? Um, verse. Yeah, the first part of verse two. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he he purges it. Okay, purges it. All right. All right. They wither and then they're gathered and then thrown into the fire. So they're going to wither probably in the side of eternity and then they'll be thrown in the fire. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. There, from all my study, I, came, I found two possible interpretations for this the, the takes away or cast away. All right. So let me share with you, and you can kind of figure out which one. Because I, I, I can't really say one's right, one's wrong, because both of them have credence in them. So, you know, one is to be lifted up off the ground. You know, if you, if, you know, some of the commentators that I read actually studied or went back and read about in the Middle East, um, where when they grow vines and vineyards, they would let the vines just lay on the ground and grow that way, as opposed to... I know my father-in-law had some grapevines for a while. What do we normally do with them? Right, we have them grow up a trellis or we have wire mesh stuff and that they grow on. So we keep them off the ground. So it's this idea, you know, I think what some of the commentators are trying to get us to think about was in Jesus' day, the vines were growing on the ground or close to the ground. Um, and so to cast away, take away, is just really lifting that branch up off the ground to try to train it or maybe stake it to shift its direction a little bit, all right? Or, as some of you have mentioned, to cast away just means it's cut off and discarded completely, all right? So in either case, what is the result? Right, it's either moved or it's been removed, all right? So there is movement happening um, in that all right so the 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 struggle here is it's what how, verse 2 says every branch in me mm-hmm. all right so is that a believer or an unbeliever 
All right, so if, if you go with the idea that it's a believer, so then if the believer is in Christ and is not bearing fruit, then what is the Holy Spirit going to do? He's going to try to move you to do something more productive with your life or with your actions. But then it says, if not, you know, he, um, you know, that idea that he's going to keep moving you or keep trying to work with you. The other thought is the branch in me that does not bear fruit is someone that's not a believer. They're not truly in Christ. You know, goes back to the parable of the sower, you know, that sowed the seed and some fell on good ground or stony ground, weeds and thorns and then good ground. You know, and yes, there's some evidence it sprung up and it looked like it might be there, but it had no root. All right. So the other thought then is that that's an unbeliever and then it's actually removed. It's cut off. Let's say go back and look at Saul, what happened to him. He was anointed and Yeah. And it, yeah. I mean, this is not like, I think this, this goes back to that conversation about we grieve and then we, we, uh, we quench and grieve. Right, the Holy Spirit. Spirit so. Right. Yeah. Yep, that was several weeks ago. All right. But, you know, whichever direction here, it's, it's not a positive. Unless you choose to allow the Holy Spirit to work, it's, it's, a, it's a negative. So the two ways that we can apply this, you know, in the lives of an unbeliever, the, the, it should bring conviction, you know, to someone that's not saved. The idea is, you know what, I need to believe in Christ. I need to uh, get in the vine. You know, I need to be grafted in. You know, so those who don't abide in Christ are either going to be that moved, lifted up, um, confess Christ, you know, and put their faith in him, or they're going to be removed through death. So again, you know, the option there, you know, but either way, there's, there's a change happening. Something is happening. Um, and one can be positive, one's negative, um, but still change is taking place. So is it possible to produce what looks like fruit, but not be in the vine? All right. Yes. All right. And I think we would all agree with that, that, you know, it is possible to appear to be in the vine and have certain characteristics. You know, as we look at the fruit of the spirit, you know, there are a lot of unsaved people that are loving or are patient or have kindness um, that are, you know, have self-control. All right. So it, just because you have those characteristics doesn't mean that you're a believer. But as a believer, those all of those things should be coming out in our lives. You know, and others should see that. Um, you know, and those should be very characteristic of our lives. And, you know, one of them, you know, you might not be as... Um, self-controlled as you are loving or, you know, as merciful as you are kind, but you'll also be convicted in those areas when you struggle. And you're going to have a desire to grow and increase in those areas, knowing that, you know what, I have a strength here, but I have a weakness here, and I really hate it. 
You know, I, I want my weakness to get stronger. You know, so Holy Spirit, how can you help me? What can I do? Who can I, you know, get with to increase this and, and make it stronger in my life? You know, because again, it's this idea that, you know, if, if, if how many of you like to grow plants or any, any kind of plant? We'll just leave it at that. All right. Okay, so if you're struggling with one kind of plant, I mean, what do you do? You, you probably Google it or you ask somebody that grows those things and says, you know, hey, what can I, what fertilizer, what can I do? How do I get this thing to grow better? So you're getting, you know, you just don't go, oh, yeah, it's kind of withering, whatever. Yeah, I'll just let that one die and go to something. No, I mean, you have a desire in that and you, you want it to do better. So in the same in our lives, you know, if we're struggling in a certain area, then as a believer, you, you want that to get better. You want that to get stronger. And so you'll seek help. You'll seek um, guidance to try and get that moving in the direction that you want it to. All right, we'll talk about that some more next week. Um, Troy, would you close us in prayer this morning?